Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis podcast show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Aloha, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. And as always, I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I am also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is my online holistic nutrition certification course, which is designed to take a student from the basics of natural nutrition all the way to the most cutting-edge areas of integrative health and lifestyle transformation. This program is really unlike anything else that's ever been available on the internet featuring a comprehensive 70-video lesson curriculum, 55 bonus videos, a student community support group, and a monthly live video training with me personally, which is like doing a coaching session with me and hundreds of students from all over the world each and every month. This program has received incredible reviews and feedback from students of all backgrounds and all educational levels, such as the budding health experts and professionals to longtime holistic wellness enthusiasts, all the way to the complete beginner. There seems to be a lot here to offer to virtually everyone who has a keen interest in learning how to optimize their body, mind, and spirit through redesigning what they believe is possible, not only for their health, but ultimately for their life and the lives of those around them. And one more thing that sets this course apart from all others is that once you enroll, there are no hidden fees, no limitations on the content that you can access up front, and no time restrictions. This means that once you purchase the program, it is yours period. End of story. There's no six or 12 month time limitations with a continuation fee waiting for you at the end. This is a go at your own pace course that you can continue to access as a lifelong resource that will prove to be an investment into your education, into your health and into your personal growth that will bear fruit for years to come. So you can find more information and enroll into the Holistic Health Mastery Program at www.holistichealthmastery.com. And on with today's show. So my guest today is a man named Joel Brown, and he's a very interesting character in the personal development world and the success and entrepreneurial world. And this interview is taking a slightly different direction than pretty much every interview that we've done up to this point, although I have to say they all kind of ride along a similar theme of conscious evolution or personal exploration, whether the vehicle that we're using for the conversation is one of health and nutrition, it's one of fitness, it's one of spiritual exploration or even relationship alchemy. Whatever it is, it's kind of writing along the same theme of self-exploration in the hero's journey. And so this interview is really takes a few different directions along the lines of self-transformation and personal development. And that's really the work that Joel specializes in, but he has a unique angle, as do all my guests on this show. And he built the world's, the online world's largest success website called addictedtosuccess.com. And he has a really interesting story behind that. And what I love about Joel's message, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring him onto this show, is to help everybody out there understand that you can change your life. Now, those that follow my work know that I focus on this message using health and using nutrition as the vehicle to transform your physiology and your neurochemistry, your hormones, your nervous system calibration, so you can actually start to think better thoughts and you can have emotional uh, balance so your nervous system isn't flipped upside down in a stress, a stressful 
contractive state. And then Joel's work really complements that, which again is why I wanted to have this conversation with him because he focuses on mental mastery, as I would call it from this interview. One of the, you know, it's interesting as I'm, as I'm sharing this, one of the things that he brought up in this interview that I want to relay before we jump head first in is tricking your nervous system or, or, or programming your nervous system in a way that you are already living the life of your dreams. And it's interesting as I'm listening to that before I'm, I'm speaking to you now recording this, this introduction, I'm looking outside of my hotel room in Luxor, Egypt right now. I've been on a two week where I'm rounding out a two-week journey with Michael Bernard Beckwith. I'm looking out of my hotel room, and I'm in a five-star hotel resort in Egypt. And I thought to myself, wow, how what good timing to hear that message because – I am living the life of my dreams in this moment here and now. And I took that in. I took a deep breath as I heard him say that. And I affirmed and and just instilled and anchored that perspective, that insight into my physiology. Um, And just that that was a powerful thing that I took away. So I'm, I'm sharing this to convey a little bit about what this conversation is going to talk about. But again, Joel is a very sophisticated character. He's an inspiring figure, an incredible speaker, incredible communicator of what is possible for each one of us when we take ownership, we take authority of our own life, we program our mind for success and for the life that we want to live And we essentially design a lifestyle that is in alignment with our highest values. So there you have it. Without further ado, I want to welcome on my friend, Joel Brown. Enjoy. With heart and hunger, Joel Brown built AddictedToSuccess.com from scratch to be the number one motivational site in the world. With 82 million plus views and 1.2 million podcast plays and downloads, Joel is making his mark on the world. Joel has worked alongside some of the greats in the world of self-development, business, and spirituality, including Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Tim Ferriss, Gabby Bernstein, Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Simon Sinek, and so many more. Joel carries some fun facts, like appearing on the front cover of Founder Magazine and Lifestyle Business Magazine, and being an author of Entrepreneur.com and Success.com. He's also one of the features and producers of the forthcoming Rise Up movie. Welcome to the show. Ronnie, thanks a million for having me, mate. I appreciate you uh, sharing your thoughts with me and and also uh, allowing me to use this platform to share my message with your audience. So thank you. Yeah, Joel, it's my pleasure. And I've I've tuned into you over the last year or so on social media and more recently got into the actual work that you're doing with AddictedToSuccess.com and the personal development and entrepreneurial world. And this is really cool for me because... I'm, I'm in the health space and I'm very centered in some of the most cutting edge information and people in that world. But I've had a dream of really converging those two worlds of the, the more of the entrepreneurial success, personal development world with the cutting edge of my world. So I'm really excited about this. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great world to, to delve in and to immerse yourself in and to really understand because it all starts with us right it starts with your mindset it starts with it's about who you are not what you have Mm -hmm. right what you become in the process of learning and growing so yeah it's it's a very important field to uh to show an interest in that's for sure for sure and so with that you know how did you get started on your journey you you didn't you know pop out with this website being hyper successful as it is like how did that start for you yeah definitely not definitely not uh, it was a series of uh, experimentations it was me not listening to the little whispers of wisdom you know from my 
purpose and really getting in my own way for many years, uh, following other people's definition of success, uh, you know, following what I thought was my passion when really it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I mean, there's a common misconception that people think that they can only have one passion in their life. And so, so not true that we have multiple passions. We experience a lot of different things. Our values shift. Uh, and what I discovered was that when I realized long enough that my values sat around self-development and business and contribution, they're my top three highest values, I decided to really go deep with it and start addicted to success. And so that was a time when I was challenged by Jordan Belfort, who's a Wolf of Wall Street, uh, not Leonardo DiCaprio, the original Wolf of Wall Street. And he really challenged me to, to cast a 10-year vision. And he asked me, what is your 10-year vision? What are your goals? What are you, what's your vision for success? Uh, what would it look like to you if you were to be successful? What does that mean to you? And so, yeah, I, I sat down and I started writing and writing and writing. And I wrote like six pages worth of uh, you know, my thoughts and my goals and my plans. And I got very clear on what it was that I wanted to achieve. And it was to inspire others. You know, and, and, I, and I could do that through what I was uh, good at, which was computers and marketing. And also, it brings a solution to the world. You know, and I love it. Like, I love self-development. I could read a book all day long, every day. You know, it's just something that lights me up. And so it's finding something that fascinates you so that when you're challenged, you're going to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And that's been my journey too. Um, I was immersed in the self-development industry when I was 15. So that's about 15, 16 years ago. And so that's how I got started. I didn't start out as a nutritionist per se. I actually started out more of like trying to figure out human behavior because I was trying to figure myself out and highly passionate, highly ambitious athlete at the elite levels. And um, without going into story about it, I basically just got kind of, you know, at some point in time, I got moved out of that pathway and started the path I'm on now. And the self-development has been crucial. I mean, it's something that I'm constantly working through right now, even though that's not totally my focus from a professional standpoint. That's still my passion is working with psychology and um, really getting underneath the root of the kind of, uh, you could say like the garden of your mind. What kind of, what kind of plants are you planting or what kind of weeds have emerged in your mind garden and then pulling those things out so we can actually start quote unquote attracting the results that we want in our life. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely the key. You just stay in guard at the uh, the garden of your mind, right? And make sure there's no weeds in there. And you you don't want to be filling your mind with negative things. I notice when I stop filling my mind with positive things, uh, the negative things tend to to crank up quite a lot. You know, the volume turns it up. So it's like turning that volume down by bringing something beautiful in the mix, which is you know positive and inspirational and uh, something that really feeds your dreams and. Uh, Feeds your mind to be more optimistic because that's the key. If you're optimistic, you're going to keep going. Mm, so, you know, taking it back to to um, when you first got started with this passion of yours, which is highly successful, obviously, and now you're reaching, you know, millions of people around the world and you're teaming up with some of the greatest, you know, entrepreneurs or professional speakers, whatever um, you want to call it, in the world you know, that it didn't start there again. And that's what I kind of want to uh, dive into. Like when, when you were, let's say, I know a little bit about your story, when you were working a job that you weren't totally excited about, and maybe at that time, you didn't really know that there was an alternative, you know, like, a lot of people are still stuck in that, that uh, life, you know, and they're just kind of going about it. And they don't know that there are there are alternative pathways for them, or they might have a dream, but they just don't really they don't believe in themselves, or they don't see a way out of their circumstances. So how did you start to um, create more of an empowering mindset to allow you to get out of what you were doing to what you're doing now? Yeah, I got clear on what it was that I really wanted to achieve in my life. Uh, you know, I, I worked at the direction that I wanted to go in, and I also got very clear on the level that I wanted to play at. Like, I wasn't uh, committing to this uh, industry or this arena uh, to j- just dabble. You know, I've, I've gone into this to master it. It's it's a life thing. I'm like wife in this thing. You know what I mean? I'm putting a ring on it and going all in. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, you want to draw a line in the cement, not in the sand. And, and make a commitment. A lot of people don't make a commitment. They they think things and they 
decide oh, I want to do this or that or they think it would sound good. For me, it was a commitment. It was like, that's it. Like, I know how much this lights me up. I know how many people I can help. And I know how fun this will be. And so I committed. Mm. That's why I'm successful. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Success takes self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Really, if you could really sum, sum it down to like the action of success, like achieving something, it's self-discipline all the way. It's sticking to making sure that you have empowering beliefs. It's sticking to the everyday habits, the consistent, persistent actions that you have to take. It's committing to learning new skills and, and being self-disciplined, like even when it gets tough, to keep learning and keep growing. So there's one thing you take away from this interview. It's to practice self-discipline. That is the key. Mm, okay, this is an interesting one because for a lot of people, you know, I, I actually believe that almost everyone is highly disciplined. I mean, for example, everyone brushes their teeth, or most people do. Everyone takes a shower. Like, they have routines and rituals that are that are um, familiar to them, so they don't question them, right? But they may not be disciplined in the things that they need to change in their life in order to get different results or to achieve quote-unquote success, right? So they have to adopt different rituals. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, I mean, not every habit is going to serve you in the highest way possible, Mm. uh, depending on, like, you know, what arena that you're playing in. So for me, self-development is number one. It's like making sure I'm feeding my mind every day with self-development books uh, and, and, you know, like having conversations with mentors and uh, watching videos and listening to podcasts, like even listening to this podcast and my own podcast. Uh, so, you know, that's one habit. You've got things like uh, setting your to-do list the night before. It's practicing gratitude. It's meditation. It's uh, exercising. And so it depends. Like if you're in the health and fitness industry, your habits are going to be more around the, you know, eating healthy and exercising uh, and you know a number of other things. Meditation may be a good thing for you as well to clear your mind for recovery and everything. So yeah, it's getting really clear on what are the habits that I need to implement in my life, and then uh, easing them in because a lot what a lot of people do is they kind of rush into like three or four habits and they don't stick to them because they're going to feel uncomfortable when you when they first implement it into their life. And so the first thirty to sixty days are the most important. This is where you don't bitch out. This is where you don't just dip your toe. This is where you go all in and make sure you commit until it gets to the point where it becomes comfortable, where it becomes easy. There's that flow there in your life. And so you've, when you've reached that point, you've leveled up your life already by leaps and bounds. Mm, I really I really enjoy that. And it, it makes me think of this, this term that I've been talking about lately, which is learning to discipline our disappointments. Um, because you brought up a really good point yeah. is that when you do adjust anything, there is an adjustment period, right? Things don't just happen ever overnight and everything manifests in its own time. So we have to kind of adjust into our a new level of comfort zone where we're going to be uncomfortable. That's just the deal. If somebody is doing a cleanse, for example, or in more extreme cases, just from my, my world, um, you know, people that have cancer that I work with and different kind of things like that. I often have to bring it back to this core principle is like, look, it took you a long time to get to where you were at. And these are the results of it. It's going to take you a little bit of time to get to where you want to be. Um, so you have to discipline your immediate gratification and get a little uncomfortable um, in the process. For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, our, our brains, they, it wants to default back to what it's used to. You know, you, you've started to wire yourself in a way where you run on the, the same neuro pathway, neuro pathways every day and the same synapses are firing off. It's just like as soon as you try and change that, your brain's going to spaz out and go, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, and try and default back to what it's used to. And so that's why if you want to make a change in your life, uh, you need to have some form of a breakthrough. It's making a decision in that moment that this is enough. It's, it's realizing that there's way too much pain in my life now and so I, I'm, I'm not just interested in making a change. I'm committed to making a change. Mm. So that's where we have to go. Like I said, self-discipline, man, comes back to self-discipline. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, in one of your videos, I think you were talking about the, the uh, how do you say, the, um, the point paints or something like something to that extent of, of pinpointing the pains in your life and, and actually looking at that, like what causes you pain? And then re and then yeah. turning that into more of an empowering message, but you have to look at the pain first, right? You can't just wash over it and, and think positive thoughts as an illusion or as an escape to what actually 
motivates you from a pain perspective because that will tell you a lot about where you're at and and, um, how you can move forward. Yeah, look, uh, pain and fear is two and a half times more powerful than pleasure. They've actually measured it. They've Mm -hmm. done a series of uh, experiments. And really, it's just like, you know, identifying your pain points in your life and then looking at your pleasures, right? Your pleasures pull you, your pain pushes you. uh, And then leveraging off that. Why not, right? It's already there. Why not use it? Why not tap into it and go, well, this is how painful my life will be. And write a list, put the pros and cons and write down, if I continue to live this way, I'm going to experience dot, 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 down in the pain field. And if I can, if I make the change, I'm going to experience less of this in the pain field and more of this in the pleasure field. And so you seeing that on paper, like making that mind-body connection, writing it out, really outlines to you like why you need to make a change. And so a lot of people don't know why. They kind of have like, Oh yeah, like it could be cool if I made a change. My life could be different. But once you start laying it all out, it's like, wow, I'm missing out on living an amazing life, living in a life that's more fulfilling, living a life in a better emotional place. And so this is the thing about your emotions is that every day we get to decide where we live emotionally. Why would you not choose pleasure? Why would you choose to live in pain Mm. when it doesn't serve you? Yeah, mm, you have a very tactical, strategic mindset, and uh, and I totally I, I resonate with that tremendously because oftentimes we do get lulled to sleep, so to speak, um, in these emotional depths, in these these sorrows or these pains or even ecstatic excitement, and a lot of times we're not grounded in reality, and reality is something that we actually get to choose. So what what I like about what you're saying is that. Um, you're not you're not avoiding the the pain per se, but you're also making a conscious choice on how to direct it. How do you want to? What is your your barometer or your standard for how you want to feel in your day? And I, I think that's everything. Yes, yeah. Identify that it's there and use it. Why not use it as a vehicle to push you forward or to pull you? For sure. Mm, okay. Awesome. You talked about my, mm-hmm. You talked about mindset before. And I want to drop in on this, please. Um, this is the thing. So, like a lot of people, uh, what they do is they have reference points from the past. So they're looking back a lot. It's in past tense. The way they talk is past tense. Yes. And so we and 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 it's amazing when people discover that they actually have the power to create a brand new future. That's when it changes the game. When you start creating your ideal life in your mind. And what happens when you do this and you have like an emotional connection to that and you practice visualizing that and you make it part of your daily habits? I mean, visualization is so powerful. When you do this, you actually reconfigure your mind over the next 30 to 60 days to prepare you to live that life. Like nothing is more real than your thoughts Mm. because just think about this. When you close your eyes. And you think about an airplane going down. And sorry for anybody that's listening to this podcast right now that might be on a flight. or, <laughs> But like if you're thinking about like a plane crash or a car crash or something, right? Something pretty terrible, right? You think about it enough, your nervous system starts going haywire. You start getting that knot in your stomach. You start mm. getting the sweaty palms. You start looping and thinking of all these negative things. That is how powerful the mind is. You actually believe that it's already happening. You've tricked your body to think it's already happening. So why not trick your body into thinking that you are already living this epic life so then it follows? That's the power of the mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I'm just taking, taking a moment with that one because it's, it's so true. And so we have these reference points for past events and we neuroassociatively put those together, a feeling to a past event. So like when people are in relationships, for example – um, one of the troubles that they have oftentimes is that they are associating a trigger, you know, something that's being reflected to them, um, because they have a feeling come up and then they associate a pattern, some kind of event that happened to them in the past and they put it together and they oftentimes will perpetuate that pattern moving forward. Yeah, yeah, they're constantly in a reactive state. Mm. That's what happens, they're in a reactive state. And so, Knowing how powerful the mind is and how powerful we are as human beings, why would you not choose to be in a state where you get a choice, <laughs> not a reaction, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm not going to react that way because I know it's 
going to put me through a lot of pain. You know, I was in a past relationship. It's when I think about the times where it was like you just say that one thing or that one thing came up and you just didn't let it go. Yeah. It's like how long in your day, hours in your day, maybe a whole day or two days, you just you feel like crap around each other. And so why make that choice? Mm. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it, 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 it can be challenging at times uh, because we get into these habits. But knowing this and putting it into practice in every field, it's like, uh, you know, you, you've heard that saying, like, everything is touching everything. It's like if it affects in one area, it can, it can affect the other. And so that's why I, I mentioned before, self-discipline is so important. Show self-discipline when you're playing sports. Show self-discipline uh, when you see the candy on the counter and you just you decide that you're going to have a better diet and you're not going to touch it, right? Show self-discipline when you go to the gym and you push yourself just that much more, right? Just getting that mental strength. I got a... Uh, a mastermind group, right? And we do uh, live webinars and we have uh, experts that come in and it's super interactive. And I love that, you know, seeing my members get m- amazing results within the first 30 days. And it's called the Mind Strong Alliance. And so my whole life is really revolved around being mind strong. How do we become mentally stronger? Because it starts with your mental, it starts with your beliefs, it starts with the habits that you put into play and the skills that you acquire. And so you need to be mentally prepared for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm all about it, man. I'm all about the, the mental game. Mm. So addic- addicted to success. Let's, let's tap into that. Where did you come up with this idea? What, what does that even mean to you? Yeah, well, look, you know, everyone's definition of success is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, somebody asked me recently, oh, you know, why'd you call it addicted to success? That sounds bad. And I said, because of the meaning that you give it. Mm. You, you give it a negative meaning. And so being addicted to something, I mean, we're addicted, we're all addicted to something, good and bad. <laughs> Why not be addicted to success, right? <laughs> and so understanding what your definition of success is, not, not Tony Robbins' definition of success, not Kobe Bryant's definition of success or Lady Gaga's definition of success. It's like, what is your definition of success? What would light you up? What do you value most? Right? Where does your purpose lie? For you to wake up every morning and live that, is that your definition of success? So getting really clear on that is so key, so important. Uh, and the website Addicted to Success revolves a lot around self-development, personal growth. It's uh, focusing on how you can build yourself up in so many ways, like increasing your confidence, uh, how to stay motivated, uh, how to uh, install new habits, how to increase your belief, uh, startup advice for entrepreneurs, you know, it's 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 very well-rounded and it's very broad in the self-development category. And so that's a space I've been playing in for the last five years. I started it uh, back in 2011 now. And, you know, we've reached over 82 million views worldwide. And the reason is because there's a formula behind it. People love feeling inspired. But what I'm most concerned with is are people taking the action? Mm. And so that's why I, you know, launched MindStrong Alliance. That's why I step out myself in front of video cameras and um, I'm coaching and I have a lot of uh, people that come to me and say they want to start a website. And I say, that's great. you know. And they say they want to build a self-development website. And so that's awesome. You're inspiring people. But let me ask you a question. Are you willing to work three times harder than I ever did? Because that's what you need to do now. Mm-hmm. Not to deter anybody from their dreams because I love it. I love seeing people going and achieving their dreams. But just know that the space online now is saturated. Can you get in there and get in the trenches and really build this up and go all out? And do you believe in it that much and do you love it that much? Is it is it your purpose? The second question I ask them is, when you build that up, are you willing to be the person that steps in front of the video camera and puts yourself on the line as the founder of that website? And 95% of those people will say no. They want to hide behind the keyboard and just be like a blogger and a writer. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is the difference now. From five years ago, it was a very open space. Now, we started creating picture quotes and everything, and we we're kind of like the first to pioneer that and do that. Now, everybody makes picture quotes on Instagram and everywhere. So I'm always questioning. I'm like, hey, how can we do this better? How can we, how can we uh, be different? How can we stand apart? How can we push the limits? And so a lot of people aren't willing to play that game, so they're just going to sit and be in a space where they're competing with everybody else. Find your territory and create in that. Mm. This is this is so wonderful, especially for me. Um, as of recently, I've come up to a certain checkpoint within my own career, in my own, um, you know, what I'm creating in the space that I'm in, and I just realized that 
I'm not really entertained by playing in the space of, quote-unquote, the health community. That's a huge community, and it's one I'm very well connected to, but there's other elements of me and my personality that are wanting room to grow and to explore and to collaborate with people like you and different audiences, so I'm finding that there's really no actual lane that was designed for someone like me. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, I tried yeah, yeah, yeah. to, I was like, okay, well, shoot, like, okay, Tony Robbins doing this, Michael Beck was doing this, this person's doing this, and these are all, I'm resonating with all of it, but the funny thing I came to realize is, like, each one of these people created their own lane to begin with, um, and so I just, so this is a beautiful thing for me to just, like, uh, to hear and to maybe elaborate on is that, yeah, I'm just realizing like, wow, like the authentic lane that I'm creating is is something that I'm creating and, and taking all these different pieces and putting it together. And I think that's really cool advice for everyone to or an insight for everyone listening, because the people listening to this are are a lot of them are entrepreneurial focused. They might have entrepreneurial tendencies um, or they're they really, truly want to do the work and they want to be all about it and they just need a little bit of guidance to flip their mind in the right direction. Yeah, that's it. And and this is the thing. It's like you need to be courageous enough to go first. Mm. And whatever it is that you do, you mentioned Tony Robbins, you mentioned Michael Bernard Beckwith. I mean, I was I was chatting with Michael Bernard Beckwith yesterday. Um, I interviewed him for the podcast. And uh, yeah, and, and, and he absolutely is not even concerned in what everybody else is doing. He's just doing him. And Tony Robbins, I, I've got story upon story about the way he uh, showed up back in the early days, but he really went at people's necks and was like committed in front of everybody that he was going to be the best. And that's the reason why he's number one. And number two is like miles and miles behind him because everything he does, he tweak, he tweaks, he refines, he masters, like he teaches mastery. Like that's his thing, you know? So, uh, find your lane and own it. You know, be be the king when kingdom comes. It's, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that song, Aloe Black, right? I'm the man. Like that. Like seriously, like that's how it is. You got to really uh, focus on what you uh, can bring to the world, and it's it's who you become. It really is. It's who you become. We can keep going back to that. Um, I often think, what if addicted to success just disappeared? What if somebody wiped it offline one day? Well, I have Joe Brown, and I have Mind Strong Alliance, and I have you know, the videos that I put out and the, my tribe, more importantly, over everything, my movement, my community, my tribe that wants to learn and is inspired and wants to do their own things too, but is finding inspiration from what I do. And so that's where the value lies. That's where you make a difference. Mm. Everyone keeps saying they want to change the world. Focus on your freaking tribe and see what you can do with them first. <laughs> I really, I really like that one too. Because that, you know, it's just funny. Um, being a young entrepreneur as well, and being highly courageous and driven, and constantly stepping outside the boundaries, the tendency can be to create more things, right? More programs, more courses, more vehicles. But then we often lose sight. Like, for example, if somebody's focus is like, okay, I need to reach the world. I need to reach more people. But they don't, they take their eye off the ball. And the ball is all the people that are already there for you. Like, are you reinvesting in in creating these conversations with what you already have? It's kind of that, that famous adage is that, if you appreciate what you have, you'll have more to appreciate. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? With the MindStrong Alliance that I launched literally three weeks ago, I have hundreds of members in there. They are my customers. Mm. They're paying monthly to be in it. My social media followers aren't paying anything. They're getting free stuff from me all the time. Mm. They're taking, which is okay. I mean, that's why I do it. But your people, your tribe, they are there. They're the ones that talk about you. They're the, the ones that spread the word of mouth, the positive word of mouth, as long as you're obviously showing up in a way you need to. But they are your people, and so you need to look after them. You need to show up for them. You have to lead them and inspire them. You've got to do something different. You've got to be you. The reason why most of the people sign up for my Mindstrom Alliance is to be closer to me, closer to Joel Brown. They don't sign up to get all the content. The content's great, but they want the results, and they want to be around it because they want that in their life also. And so a lot of people need to understand that. People are creating websites. People are doing podcasts. People are uh, putting up uh, motivational picture quote Instagram accounts. But what are you really getting at? What do you actually want? 
Mm. All these things you want in your life, like the hundreds of thousands of followers or the millions of followers, what do you actually want? People say they want this and I say, no, what you want is the emotion that you get from it, the feeling that you get from it. You want to feel significant. You want power. You want freedom. You want security. What is it? What, what do you want? So when you can get really clear on what that emotional feeling is that you want from that, what is that big end vision, that big end feeling? What is it? Get clear on it and then operate around that, not everything else, because everybody is doing everything else. Go left when everybody else goes right. <laughs> there's, a, um, there's a great Frederick Nietzsche quote, which basically goes like this. Um, if you look at what all the magazines tell you and what society tells you, it's usually the exact opposite, which is the right thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, if there's no authenticity in it, and everybody can feel if something's authentic or not now, you should be able to because there's so many contrasts out there. You should be able to measure it quite quickly. Mm. If it doesn't feel authentic, don't run with it and don't believe it. Mm. I want to ask you, what is what are some of the the main, I guess, mistakes or stumbling blocks that either you've made or you've seen other um, other entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs make in their journey? Well, first and foremost, they're chasing freaking unicorns. Mm. And what I mean by that is they're chasing somebody else's definition of success. That chair that they're sitting in, that person you're looking up to and you're putting on a pedestal, that chair is not for you. So don't even try and sit on that chair. <laughs> you have your own chair at your own table somewhere, right? And so a lot of people rush into that. They're trying to be the Tony Robbins. They're trying to be the Michael Bernard Beckwith. They're trying to be T.R. Becker. I don't want to be any of these guys. I almost don't even want to learn too much from them <laughs> because I want to be bringing out the things that I already know. Like when I sit with myself and meditate, man, the things that come up would just like blow my mind. When I stand in front of a camera and just start flowing after like 10 minutes of spilling just gobbledygook and all this other stuff, I start to flow. I start to tap into it. I get rid of the residual crap that floats on top and I get the deep thoughts that come up. And so what we need to do is we need to trust ourselves more, trust that we can deliver, trust that we have something. If you're following your purpose, you have that there already. You have the treasures within you. You mentioned before that you want to get some treasures out of me. Some of these things I've never said before, but it's coming up now, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is one of the biggest mistakes is that people are going around trying to model too much after everybody else. You need reference points. You need to start with a model, but don't follow it for the rest of your life because you're going to be very disappointed when you get there and realize that wasn't for you. <laughs> it's not going to feel good. <laughs> and everyone's going to call you out on it too, yeah. right? So, so no more BSing yourself. No more BSing the people. Do what actually feels right with you and is aligned with your truth, not somebody else's. Hmm. Yeah, sage advice. Um, uh, I was uh, thinking about something, something super similar to that was coming up for me. Um, but yeah, I, I just really like that idea because at some point you do have to model in order to move forward. Dare to have um, uh, in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, right? But then you have to break out of the model, right? You have to grow. And the thing is, it's not even it's not even for you. In a way, it is because you start feeling more confident in yourself when you trust yourself. It's actually for the world. Mm. Like we were designed to come here we, in whatever way you believe you come here, whether you're reincarnated, whether you know, you're a gift from God or whatever it is, right? We were brought here, designed in a certain way with a purpose. It's like you look at a manufacturing plant, a product that's on the line has a purpose. They don't just make products with no purpose. Otherwise, it's a waste of money, a waste of time, and a waste of energy. And so I don't believe that we're a waste of time, a waste of money, a waste of energy. I believe that we're all here and we're valuable and we have something to share. So what is your purpose? Mm. Right? Start asking yourself the important questions so you can bring forth powerful answers. That's the key. That's the key. Um, okay, great. Two, two, two really powerful questions real quick. Yes. Who am I and why am I here? Ask yourself that every day. Let me ask you those two questions then. <laughs> um, yeah. From your perspective. Who yeah. Who am I? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who am I? I'm a lighthouse of hope. Mm. Right? Why am I here? I'm here to inspire others to have enough courage to follow their dreams. Like if there's one result that I can 
could give to any of my students, any of these listeners that are on right now, anybody that watches my videos, it's to have the courage to follow their dreams. Because I know that the day that I did, my whole life changed. And the world is slowly changing because I did it. And the world could change even more if everybody did it. And that's what I want for everybody. I want everybody to experience this life. I want everybody to have the freedom. The free, not the freedom of having a bunch of money or freedom of being able to travel the world, but having the freedom to actually live in their space and to love where they are and not be stuck in what I call the paper prison, which is working for somebody else for money you know, to pay a mortgage. I mean, that's not life. That's not why you're here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? So it's, yeah, it's living in the freedom of being you, being fully you and being able to, to serve the world in the same way. We're all here to, to connect and to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And the way you do that is by serving others. Mm. And a lot of people, a lot of people will hear that and they are service orientated. And so there can be that, that little bit of a fine line where, um, and I definitely find myself here sometimes where we're giving so much, but we're not reciprocating. We're not practicing altruistic reciprocation, so to speak. So we we kind of get in this loop of giving, giving and giving content and just giving, giving. Mm. But then at some point we have to step up and learn how to receive. Yeah, 100%. And I used to struggle with that mm. until I realized that I was shortchanging myself and that I'm worth a lot. And it took a while. And what it is, is that's when uh, self-worth comes into play. How much are you actually worth? Don't wait for somebody else to give you a permission slip. Take that permission slip and give it to yourself. Right? Write your own permission slips. A lot of people don't do that. They sit around waiting for everybody else to tell them, hey, you should be charging more because you've changed millions of lives. Or, hey, you should be speaking on these stages because you have a very important mis- uh, message. Or, hey, you should have a book deal by now because your story is inspiring. Like all these things that have come up in my life, it's like I waited for a long time for people to tell me that and to come to me with that when really, no, I should have gone out there and done it myself. So I'm a, I'm a victim of my own uh, limitations, right? Mm-hmm. But I've decided recently that, no, I'm not going to live that anymore. And so I'm going to go out there and get what is mine for the taking. And so what have you got going on in your life right now? If you're listening right now, what have you got going on in your life right now that you know you should be getting that is worth yours, that is for you to take because you put the work in? Like really get real and, and think how many hours have you committed to your craft? Now, how many people have you, have you served already? You know, how much time have you put into this? How much energy have you put into this? How much money have you spent going to events or spent on experimenting with your, your different diets and products and, uh, you know, uh, health exercises and whatever it is that you've, you've committed to, how much have you put into it? How much are you worth? Like, don't shortchange yourself anymore because if you do, the rest of the world will too. Mm, so what I'm hearing is that um, you're encouraging people to use their life experience and to look at what they've already created and then use that as, as a way to create what they actually want as a vehicle for service. Yes, 100%. 100%. The world needs you to step up mm. and tell the world what you're worth because you know it. And the way you know it is by like writing it out. Like I, I'm so – I'm such a um, – I've got this this like thing with uh, the workshops that I hold and the events that I'm at. I really get people to write things out because that's how my life changed. When Jordan Belfort uh, challenged me to write out my 10-year vision, I just like write and write and write and write and write and like six pages long. That's when I got so clear. And so I want everyone to have that clarity. I want the fog to be lifted so they can see further ahead. And when you have that there, when you're self-aware, when you know who you are and what you have to offer, that's when you can really deliver that's when you can bring the world your goods. That's when you can share your gift in the most effective way possible. Mm. Let's touch on that for just a second if we can pull anything out of that. Um, you know, we've brought it up a few times, self-awareness and clarity. And that, that I do think is like the difference between night and day is that if you are very clear on who you are, what got you here, what you're here to do, then you're much more, um, you're able to be more effective and you're able to do it in a much more stress-free, which I'm very big on nowadays. I used to be very stressed, (laughs) especially as a high-performance athlete, and I realized it took, recently I came to this realization that I was like, wow, the thing that made me so, so, so good at, 
um, Taekwondo and basketball um, doesn't actually work in this world or in this, this field anymore. And a lot of it was built on stress. A lot of it was built on powering through things, which has its place. But now I'm finding like, wow, actually, I just need to sit down and meditate a little more. I need to write things out a little more and take a step back because I could keep running myself into the wall, but that doesn't seem to be working very well for my happiness levels. Uh, So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like finding that balance between, you know, super achievement and whatever that means for us and also doing it in a way that isn't stressful. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So when you say stress, all right, you meditate, which is great. I meditate too. It's super powerful. It, it definitely helps with stress relief. Now, I would ask the question of why are you stressed? Yes. Because there's a number of different reasons. Sometimes it could come down to your diet and your health. Uh, it could be too many distractions. Uh, you could have a pain in the ass partner that you shouldn't really be with. You could have toxic people in your life. It could be financial stresses, whatever it is, right? The reason why most people stress and what stress is, it comes from fear of not having enough resources, yes. not enough time, not enough money, not enough energy, right? So I'm like, the key here is, how do I become more resourceful? If I can be more resourceful, then there's no reason for me to stress. And what I've discovered is the more work I do on myself, the more connections I make, the more I learn, even the basics of like finances, the basics of uh, connecting with others, the basics of... Uh, self-development, the basics of real estate, whatever it is, right? The more I learn about that, the less I stress in my life. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm faced with a challenge, I'm like, you know what? I, I got this. There's a way to make this happen. I know what's possible. And so when people don't live in the possibility of something being better, they live in stress. They live in fear. They live in a very dark place. And so, yes, implement meditation, but also know that you could reduce your levels of stress by really educating yourself and knowing that there is potential on the other side and that you can be resourceful to make sure that you do have less stresses in your life. Mm, I really appreciate that perspective. Um, uh, what I want to, I want to ask you, you know, what does your routine look like? Like what does a day in the life of Joel Brown look like from start to finish? Just like a typical day if you're not out and traveling the world. <laughs> Great question. And um, so this comes down to uh, I like to oscillate, right? So I have like a big peak and I go crazy for like a week mm. or even like not even a week, sometimes like three or four days and I'll bring it down a notch or a couple notches and I'll pan a little bit and I'll start spacing my time a bit so I can relax. Then I'll oscillate again and crank it right up, right? So I know like I project and know like what my weeks are looking like and sometimes I just don't want to put too many things on one day. I want to give myself some air time, you know? Uh, but every morning I have a ritual where it's called the, it's called the twenty twenty twenty. I learned this from Robin Sharma, and what it is is it's twenty minutes of exercise, right, to activate the prefrontal cortex to get the blood flowing, to get your heart rate up. Uh, then I do twenty minutes of self development. And so what I do with self development is I, I'll read a book, or I listen to a podcast, or I watch a YouTube video, or I'll call like a mentor, or somebody, right, and have a conversation about twenty minutes and talk self development. And I'll look for that, just that one thing. And I'll be very present with the whole process at the time. And I'll look for that one thing. What is that one question or that one new little nugget? And then when I go into the next 20 out of the 2020, it's meditation. And so I'll meditate, but I'll really focus on that one thing. And I'll ask myself the question of how can I tie this into my life? How can I relate to this? Uh, what can I sub-branch off that question itself and go deeper with myself? And so that way, I really make a connection with that. And I hold it for a lot longer than going, oh, I want to read 10 pages out of a self-development book today. And literally most of it goes over my head and I forget nearly like 96, 97% of it. So that's what I do. you know. And then the last part of my meditation, I do some visualization. Just visualizing my day, visualizing my week, visualizing my month and my year. And just making it as colorful as possible, just emotionally connecting with it, feeling it in my body, how it's going to feel when I get there, reconfiguring the mind. So, yeah, it's been my life for quite a while now, and it works super effective. So you're, you're zeroing in on – you're pinpointing a specific focus opposed to more generally going about meditation or generally reading 10 pages in a book, which I, I know that whole thing very well. Yeah. Um, but you're actually yeah. I'm very zeroing – very intentional. Yes. Very intentional. Mm-hmm. 
See, this is the thing. A lot of people talk about the law of attraction, <laughs> which is all good, but I don't believe in it 100%. I believe in the law of intention, Yeah, setting your intentions so your RAS, like your reticular activator system, goes for that. You start focusing on it. You start going the direction you need to go. and You start playing at the level you need to play to get there. A lot of people get into the woo-woo, oh, I'll sit there and I'll like close my eyes and then I'll imagine a necklace and then I'll get the necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you know, like what are you going to get? You're going to get some like hefty bills at the end of the day because you're not really focusing on your life and, and doing the work. You're not paying your bills. You're not like building a life for yourself. So I'm really big on law of intention. As you can tell, I'm the, I'm the action guy. I'm the action man. I'm um, the practical steps, the straightforward, the like this is how you do it step by step. Let's get results. Mm-hmm. Not let's sit around and wait for the universe to bring things to us. Right. Well, there's that phrase that God will not give you more than you can handle, right? So if you're not able to handle what you already have, why would you have any more? Amen. Brother, amen. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. This is great. I love the the level of clarity and focus that you speak from. Um, And, oh man, there's part of me that just wants to keep pushing the button on this one. Um, (laughs) So this is the thing too, man. This is the thing. I have to come from this place because I want people to have clarity. Right. And so the way to be an incredible leader is to inspire people through your actions, not just your words. Right. So when I talk and the way that I show up in my life and the habits that I have in play and who I am when you meet me is like clarity. Like I try and be very articulate with the way that I speak. You know, I, I obviously have like the casual side to me too, but like, if I expect people to be clear in their life, then I have to show up as somebody that's clear too. Mm. And so just think about like if you're listening right now and you, you want to show up as a leader uh, or as a manager or a CEO or a founder, like who do you have to become to be the person that your company needs or your brand needs or your purpose needs so that it can be the most effective it can in the world? Like really just like look at how you're showing up and could you do it just that much better? Mm. Okay, th- thank you. So when I hear that, and I totally, we, we probably have been influenced by so much of the same uh, content and just kind of reticulated our, our raw system has filtered it into our own uniqueness, but um, it's just bringing up some really, that thing that you just said there just brought up something really cool for me is that um, the old version of myself, I guess you could say, would have heard that and been like, holy crap, there's all kinds of stuff that I have to do. Um, but now it's more for me now when I hear something like that of like, who do you have to become? It's more about qualities that I have to embody. It's not so much like this to do list of things and this like overwhelming, you know, workload, like obviously that'll be there. But it's it's more of me thinking about the type of qualities that a leader embodies the type of qualities that, um, you know, uh, a good man or, or a husband in the future, a father, an entrepreneur embodies opposed to thinking of like this to-do list, because I really think that most people in our world are overwhelmed with this like arbitrary to-do list. And they're not actually thinking about like, what kind of qualities do they need to work on? Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. You hit the nail on the head. And, you know, this is the thing, too. Like, once you've, like, put in the work, because in the beginning, it's work, man. I had uncomfortable days and nights. I remember sacrificing friendships because I felt like I had outgrown my current friends, you know, years ago. Uh, and I would say no to going out to the clubs and, um, you know, no to traveling to certain destinations because I was busy, like, working on my craft back in Australia, you know, so there was a lot of no's, there was a lot of sacrifices, but I put in that work and it's built me up to the person that I am now, which actually, and I'll, I'll share this as an example. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, they said, oh, Joel, your life must be so fun. You've got all this freedom. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> I do hard stuff all the time. But when I have that space of fun, it's 10 times more fun and way better than it ever would have been if I didn't do the hard stuff. And so I know that now because I've lived that. And I'm here telling you that if you decide, you draw a, a, a line in the cement, not in the sand, you make a commitment and you decide that you want to live a next level life, that you want to be mind strong, right? Then you are going to have to put in the work in the very beginning. It's going to be the hardest part of your journey is the beginning. 
and you're going to grow and you're going to grow, but then you're going to get to a place where there's this like incredible freedom. Freedom because you get to live in what you love and you get to do essentially what you want to do. And so the hard stuff will just become part of the purpose, mm-hmm. not part of the job because you won't be living your job or your work. It's your purpose. And that's fun. Like I say no to like six-figure deals and partnerships and that all the time now. I say no. It doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> I never was in a place before that to, to do that, but I am now. Mm-hmm. And so wouldn't you like to be in that place? How awesome would that be? You told me I would be in this place now five years ago. I would have laughed at you and called BS, <laughs> right? But when you put in the work and you are following your purpose and you're on your mission and you serve others, beautiful things happen around you. I've got a book deal. I've got, I mean, a movie. I've got a TV show on the rise. I've got three uh, front cover magazine appearances and all these things like that are just, and like speaking at seven different summits around the world this year. So all these things started opening up because I was living in my purpose. And it's when you're living in your purpose, you're most effective. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing what you came here to do. So you really start asking yourself the right questions and knowing that at some point, this is all going to be a lot of fun, but you've got to put in the work. At some point, this is going to be a lot of fun. But even if you know that, then you can take some of that futuristic fun and bring it into the present moment. For sure. For sure. Like I said, we, we, you know, the quality of our life is uh, definitely linked to where we live emotionally. We get to choose every day. Like I, it's, it's even changing like the self-talk as well. Like when I'm challenged with something now I say, Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) I say, wow, that sounds like it's really challenging, but I I don't say, you know, I used to say Mm -hmm. F this and F that. And I used to get really cut up about it all and like beat myself up and, and make it so much harder than it ever had to be. The, The thing was, I still got through it and the results were the same. It's just that I could have made the process better. And so now I make the process more enjoyable and make it more fun. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. There's a little challenge in a way, a little hurdle. But I know that when I get through this, it'll make me even stronger. And so the world can throw even bigger and harder things at me and I've got this. You know? So, mm, yeah. That's, Enjoy that's, the journey, man. Enjoy the journey. Yeah, that's that's rock-solid psychology. And I really appreciate you bringing that in. And, uh, you know, I think the last... The last question I want to ask is, what do you do to maintain a level of health and vibrancy and energy? Great question. I take uh, it's a it's a network marketing company. It's called uh, Isogenics. Mm. So I take Isogenics. It's got all your amino acids, fibers, uh, active enzymes, proteins, vitamins, and minerals, and everything. So I, I get a good good range of everything that's good for the body, and it's natural. Right? I'm very big on the whole organic, raw, natural. Uh, and I make sure that I drink as soon as I get up, I drink, uh, a couple glasses of water and I do a cleanse day every two weeks. So where I just take the cleanse powder that I get from isogenics and it like flushes, uh, it's like an antioxidants, like heavy antioxidants with lots of vitamins and minerals. And it does it on a cellular level. So I do that, you know, I clean out the gut. I take probiotics every day. I'm huge on probiotics. I know it's a big difference. Um, especially if I like drink alcohol, uh, it hits me really hard. It like wipes out my good biotics in my system very quickly. I'm just like I've got a weakness there when it comes to alcohol. Uh, alcohol. So yeah, I'm big on probiotics, putting the good stuff in my system. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that there's more like I think it's more receptors and nerve endings in uh, in your uh, uh, stomach than there is in your brain. Yep. Right. And so it's sending a lot of the signals and everything to your brain. And so when you think about that, it's like well damn, if my gut flora and my gut health is no good, then it's going to affect the way I think and how I uh, memorize things and it's going to affect the clarity in your mind. So I'm really big on that, man. It's a huge thing. Keeping healthy is huge. I work out like four or five times a week, uh, lift weights and do, do a little bit of uh, elliptical uh, cardio in the beginning of every session. So yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I love hiking too when I get a chance to hike get some fresh air, take breaks from social media. You know, all these things are really, really crucial. Okay, you just hit something. We got a couple minutes. I'm going there. Um, the, social, <laughs> this, the online thing, the, the kind of the attachment to social media, and we can speak from a health perspective because that's how it came up. And, um, but, like, I even noticed, like, I, I have this thing, like, I can't be on the computer for too long, even though I'm, I, I'm, I need to get something done, right? I need to answer an email. Something is, especially being here in Hawaii, it's like 
something is telling me that I need to disconnect for this moment and get get into nature. Um, I assume that you feel similar impulses. For sure. Right now I'm living in Santa Barbara in the mountains with the fresh air overlooking the valley and mm. uh, we have birds chirping and we've got nature all around us. So for me, this is beautiful. This is a great place. Um, if I go anywhere in the world, I really try and find somewhere near the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I, it's like I'm drawn to nature and the beach, like mother nature, you know, it's just like I'm there. You'll see in a bunch of my Instagram pictures, like me all around the world on top of mountains and uh, down by the beaches and in jungles and waterfalls. It's just like, that's where I want to be, man. That's where I feel connected. I actually flow a lot more when I'm around it yeah, uh, because I'm tapping into, and I never used to be super spiritual, spiritual, but like kind of that, the vibration, you know, positive vibration and um, you know, the, the uh, positive and negative ions, you need to be careful of all that too. And so having a laptop around me all day just really does my head in. Uh, having notifications popping up all the time on Facebook. Like I find myself, because we're like unconscious robots, right? And I always say, don't be ruled by the robots. Be a creator, not a consumer. Mm. You know, are you sitting there consuming everybody else's content? Why are you doing that? Mm. Create. You, 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 you have, Michael Bernard Beckwith said this to me yesterday when I was kicking it with him. He said, uh, you have designer genes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we laughed about it. But he's like, you know, you're, you're designed to design, right? Mm-hmm. Designed to create. Uh, and so, yeah, take advantage of that. You know, do it. Do it while you're young, while you've got the energy, while you've got the vibrancy and bring your gifts to the world and, and show up in a beautiful way where you can be an example to others that we're not just here to uh, be absorbed, fully absorbed in media and be run by the ro- robots. Like we're here to connect with nature. We're here to connect with each other on a human level and to share, uh, you know, authentically with each other. And the way you do that is by disconnecting from the things that are man-made connect to things that are here before us Mm. and and when you do that you come from a different place of creativity you come from a real place of creativity so yeah man highly important i try and stay away from social media quite often i block my time on it my business is essentially built off social media like you know we've got like 2.2 million social media followers drives a lot of people to a2s uh, and you know my mind strong alliance and everything else, but really, uh, you know the, the the place to be is, as a human being is to really get away from the technology as often as possible, uh, and only use it. It's a tool. It's not it's not a lifestyle. It shouldn't be a lifestyle. It's a tool. Use it when you need to and bounce back out and enjoy the world because life is damn short. It really is. This year's already flown by real quick for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just maximizing every day as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you all feel the same. 100%. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, where can everybody find out more about you? Obviously, addictedtosuccess.com. You mentioned some other portals. Yeah. I, I would say this. Uh, go to mindstrongalliance.com. Uh, I've got a video on there. You can hear my story and how everything came together. Uh, and then, yeah, jump in. It's like a, right now we've got a dollar founding member special, so jump onto that. And then in two weeks, it kicks into the $37 a month. Um, I'm doing this because I want people to get results hmm. more than anything. Like you could stay in for like two weeks and then bounce out before the 37 kicks in. That's your choice. Uh, but here's the thing. I'm going to be highly disappointed only because I know what we have in there is so highly valuable. And we've had so many people that have already experienced transformations within the first week. But also because I don't want you cheaping out in your life, like giving up on the first two weeks when something can absolutely transform your life. I've created my concepts and I have, you know, all of the things I'm teaching are from my own experiences. And there's a number of people in the group that are just connected and they help each other out. So uh, I'm excited about that. That's something that I'm just going to keep building out for years and years to come. I'm going to be holding MindStrong uh, events around the world. So this is my life, man. I'm committed. Like I said, I'm committed to mastery and I'm committed to giving people the courage or showing people how they can be courageous enough to follow their dreams. So mindstrongalliance.com, head to that. Um, obviously, I'm all over social media. Uh, Instagram is at Brown, iamjoelbrown.com and then obviously addicted with the number two, success.com. And you know, I'm on YouTube and all, you can Google me. I'm like kind of on, on every platform. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, man. I just want to say thank you to you too, man. Like mm-hmm. you, you showed up in such a beautiful way. The questions you ask are fantastic, man. You challenge me to go deep and you really, you're a great listener. And so that's what we need to do as well is like we're bombarded with things all the time 
and we're like <laughs> we're just like turning into like I said robots and not knowing how to give and receive you're great at listening but then also like uh, asking the right questions too so I appreciate you your audience would have got a lot of value out of me today because you asked the right questions so thank you mm, right on I appreciate that and I appreciate you and thank you so much for joining me delivering your wisdom inside experience and your incredible motivation for making the world a better place it's been an honor uh, thanks a million Ronnie appreciate you mate yep and then for all right ev- everyone, all the best mm, thank you and then for everyone else out there listening uh, I just want to say that thank you to all of you for taking the time and you know taking everything that resonates with you out of this take it with you one or two things that really percolate for you and take action on it check out Joel Brown's work his his website his videos um, anything that really resonates with you just dive into it just there's so much there for you just dive in and see what comes up for you so This has been another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. Thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, aloha.